Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast for a Friday edition. And uh, Scotty and I are here to break down, unfortunately, this 5-2 to two Vegas Golden Knights just shellacking. And there's just so much we want to talk about, or let me, let me rephrase, so much we have to talk about, so much we do not want to have to talk about. <laughs> Uh, in regards to this game and this stretch, I'm obviously your host, Brian Fisher, 971 Ticket Producer. Find me on Twitter at BrianFisher971. With me today, as always, is Scotty Bentley, also the host here at Lockdown Red Wings, also host at Lockdown Tigers. He's also heartbroken because JV stayed with Houston. Uh, he hasn't said that for sure, I just assume. <laughs> uh, you know, it's only a one-year deal. Come come back to me next winter with come a player option for the second year. So if he if he sucks, he's just going to pick up that player option. Yeah, and even if then, like twenty five mil is a lot of money, man. Yeah. So um, he he doesn't even have to suck if he's just like you know not uh, number one ace anymore. He'll probably well then he'll take it. But if he's good again, then he'll decline it. Yeah, and so. I almost want to. Can we just spend the next 20, 30 minutes talking about the Tigers and how AJ Hinch had, Hinch had uh, breakfast with Carlos Correa and break that breakfast down? Breakfast that turned into lunch. Yeah. As they were chatting things out and just hanging out, catching up, catching up. Mm-hmm. Just rather, catching up. I'd man. rather do that than recap this. Also, game. Carlos Correa followed Akil Badu and Jamer Candelario on Instagram today, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He wasn't following them like three days ago. Ooh. Don't want to get my hopes I'm, up. I, I'm just, I'm, hey, I, I'm just reporting news that's factual information. That, that's, that's all I can do. Oh, how I wish we could talk about this, Scotty. But we are locked on Red Wings, and we have to talk about this game. But before we get to that, do you want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day, especially after a brutal loss like that? We are free and available on all platforms. And yes, Scotty, Red Wings lost five to two to the. Vegas Golden Knights, the first time they've ever lost to Vegas in Vegas. They were at 2-0 so far since uh, 2017. And um, their third straight game of giving up five goals. We obviously know that they fell apart in Columbus. We know that the next day in Dallas, they were fatigued. They played like absolute crap. Uh, then today, again, they played, what, 10 minutes of solid hockey in the first period and then just looked lost out there. And I don't and I mean, this is this is what we have come to expect from this team. So I'm not so, I'm not so upset that they are like inconsistent at this point because we we know that that's how this team is going to be. I'm more upset that I stayed up till what is now 12:48 in the morning to record this, and they just absolutely looked like crap. It was it was it was horrible. It wasn't it wasn't even like it wasn't it wasn't enjoyable. Uh, it was really, really bad, to be honest with you. Um, that was that third period. By the time it got to the third period, the game was borderline unwatchable. It yeah. was it was really, really rough. And 
they they tried some things, give them credit. Like the the you know the top line dudes were still out there. They tried to do a goalie switch. Uh, none of it mattered. Yeah, that was that was. I would. I'm I'm thinking of all the games this year, and I would venture to say that that might have been the least enjoyable game uh, for me personally that I've watched them play all year. I think it's a tie between that. I, no, a tie's not. It's not a tie, but it's close between that and the Washington Capitals game from what last week, where the team just. Both teams looked boring. At least in this game, Vegas put up a good performance. That's another thing, too, we got to talk about with Vegas. They were incredibly shorthanded with a ton of players on the COVID protocol list. You had your full healthy team with the exception of Mitchell Stevens, and you still got destroyed 5-2. to two. And what was, I mean, shot total-wise, just pretty close game. Just everything was going in. And Thomas Grice looked bad. Not 100% on him. He was screened through some of these goals, which is also the fault of the defense, which also looked bad. The forward core couldn't get anything going. They looked bad. I think, and I think the moment, Scotty, that really, it was the moment that broke the camel's back was after the first goal, the Red Wings had an opportunity, two good opportunities. Um, and I think it was either Fabry or the one specifically in that shift. It was either Fabry or his other line mate, Pew Suter, who made a nice move at the blue line, fed the pass to uh, Philip Zadina, who was all alone and then just immediately shot it. Like he was scared. And Nolan said it on Twitter. Like, he was almost scared to have the breakaway. And it's just, then they come back down and they score to make it 2-0. And that was just like, oh, wow, this is going to be one of those games. Yeah, no, and the first, what, 10 minutes was really good hockey. I, yeah. was, having a, I was having a ball 10 minutes into this game. I really was. It was, it was really good hockey. Uh, the, it, it looked fairly matched. The, the shots were decently matched. Neither team could really get the offense going, but both teams I thought were playing really good defense. And then uh, Vegas broke the seal, and from then on out, it was absolute garbage. I mean, it literally took one goal to just rattle the entire team, apparently. And, and yeah, I, I mean, literally to the point where it was one nothing, and, and immediately you could see a difference in play, and Vegas just took over. The puck was in our zone. Uh, pretty much the entirety after they they put up the first goal. Um, it's it, this is a this is a very 2019 loss where they score one and then the game's just over. Yeah. Well, and, and like, the the last real exciting moment too is like so after Michael Rasmussen got laid out and like it was a clean check. Like honestly, what Ernie had no reason to fight him other than like just to fight him. But it was like it was a good fight and honestly, Ernie won that fight. And you're thinking, I was thinking that it was like, oh yeah, Ernie yeah, dropped the fisticuffs, you know, trying to get that energy on the road for the home, for the boys and just pff, nothing. And it's just, I feel like we're going to repeat this over and over again, this episode, but just like how flat the team was the entire game. And like, there were, there were a couple nice moments sprinkled in there. Again, the Smith goal was nice to see the Valeno goal was nice to see, but like, and then the, the, the salt in the wound at the end of the game, like there, there's everything from the 10-minute mark of the first period through the end of the game was just brutal to watch. And it's hard to want to pick out and focus on one specific moment or one specific player because it was just all as a whole really bad. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't one specific moment or one specific player. Yeah, It was all bad. I mean, I guess we can start with the goaltending. Yeah, ne- neither goalie looked very good. Uh, and, and granted, um, 
Ned only played the third, but but Still like you already mentioned earlier, Grice didn't look great, and and the defense wasn't great. So like you know that's not entirely on him, but but he I mean he got just beat a couple of times. Uh, there, like you said, there were some screens, and then yeah, Ned went out there in the third, and and I, I, I mean he didn't look great. The goal he gave up was wasn't exactly uh, wasn't exactly great either. Got absolutely cooked. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> No, Grice let in four goals on what what I say earlier, 22 shots for a save percentage in this game of 818. That drops his save percentage on the season down to 901. That's 30th in the league. I mean, it's getting to this point now, and not say, like, Grice hasn't been awful. He's been just okay. But with how wildly good Nadelkovic has been playing, you know, I think Nadelkovic is starting to become clear in a way the starting goaltender of this team. And, I mean, not to say Grice hasn't had great performances because he has had a few sprinkled in there, but that's just it. They've been sprinkled in. Where Nadelkovic, since the first game of the season, has been consistently been playing out of his mind. And he had to come in cold in this game. He did let up a goal, Nadelkovic did, but he still made, you know, nine saves on ten shots in the third period when his team was already out of it. Like, he still came in and played fairly halfway decent despite coming in cold, where Nadelkovic you know, had all day to prepare and he just four goals on 22 shots. And again, I'm not trying to put it all on him because there were a few bad screens. There were a couple like things he couldn't do, but just whenever you look at those sheer numbers, it's not a good look. No, it's not. <laughs> and, and like you, it, you know, if you watched like it, like the, the goal Ned let up was, was not great goaltending. Um, and, and it starts, well, it doesn't start back there, but that, that like, back there is, is one of the big reasons. But, like, the defense did no favors. I mean, there, there was the, the I want to say, the third goal that, that Vegas scored was putrid defense. I, I mean, like, the entire, there was no one in the middle of the ice. Like, there was just nobody in the middle of the ice. Everybody was, was off to the sides, and they just skated right in there and gave it a little... Gave it a nice little rip, wrist shot, and and that was it. Like that, it's it's definitely not um it's definitely not entirely on the goaltending. The the defense was was pretty horrible too. Even though the shots were were relatively even, um I, I I think that's more of a testament of the offense just getting in the zone and not capitalizing than it is a good defensive performance for the shots being even. Um, I'm glad you brought up the defensive performance because I do want to talk about that and specifically that top pairing. Um, but before we get to that, we do have to talk to you guys about Built Bar. And you've heard us talk about Built Bar before. It's that time of the year, Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but it isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, and get this, only 4 grams of sugar. Replace that coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or the raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors and to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Share, thanks, share some at your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty... Hasn't tried a built bar yet. Aunt Betty, she man. Goes. Every single time we got to bring up Aunt Betty. Um, new surprises all month. Limited time flavors 
arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. There will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Scotty, let's talk about the defense. Um, you brought it up before we took a break there. Sider probably his worst game of the season. And DeKaiser didn't look any better. DeKaiser, honestly, was probably the reason for that fourth goal, fourth or fifth goal, if I recall correctly. Just both of them were minus threes. And um, obviously, when you're the top pairing and you get the most minutes, you're more apt to get minuses. But you're also supposed to be more apt to get pluses as well. Um and they just looked bad. Sauter looked bad. And then, of course, the salt in the wound was him taking that shot off the outside of the knee at the end of the game, barely limping off the ice. And uh, as of right now, when we're recording this, we don't know what the prognosis is. Hopefully, it's just a bruised knee. But that's a very soft spot where there's not much padding. And when you take a shot off that, you you hope that you can avoid the worst. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really wild to me that uh, then – that happened to both teams. Like that happened to Mo, and then like thirty seconds later, we yeah. returned the favor. Like that's, that's that's why. And like obviously, no intent. Like you know, people, that, that, it's a piece of rubber flying at hundred miles an hour. But um, it was just a wild coincidence. But but yeah, ho- I mean, we don't know anything. Like you said at the beginning, we're recording this right after the game, so uh, we we don't know anything as of right now. But obviously, by our next show, we will know because we play this weekend. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, just hope for a bruise, hope it's bad. Maybe he misses a game at most. If it's, if it's just a bruise, uh, gets back out there. And I, I think after Saturday's game, we don't play until like Wednesday. So much needed uh, time off. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's probably what you're hoping for. Um, I don't even want to talk about what worst case scenario could be because that's not something we want to put out into the world. But yeah. definitely, I mean, it caused him to get out of get out of the game. He he didn't come back, and and you know it happened with like six minutes left in the game and a four 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 goal blowout. So like, yeah, you definitely weren't going to press that. But he um, was very clearly in some pain and and just capped off a really rough night for him as a whole. Yeah, capped off a rough night that's been part of a, an extended rough look. Uh, road trip at this point. I mean, absolutely. Five three loss to Columbus. Five two loss in Dallas. Five two loss in Vegas. It's just not been good. And you know, uh, we had that scare with Larkin. That's something I kind of want to touch on too. We lost Larkin after the second period because of a false positive. And coming into the game, it turned out that it was false positive, which is something we thought might be when we talked on Tuesday night. And he came back in the lineup and, we, and he had five shots, but. Even he didn't look like this is the first time in a while I thought he didn't even look that good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would say I don't think anyone looked good. Yeah, hey, Valeno <laughs> I, I had really a goal. Uh, what'd you say? I said Valeno had a goal. Nice Vale, move. hey, we can talk about that. That was nice too. Yeah. He was nice with it. Garbage time. Little, but hey, yeah, but hey, we'll take a goal. A goal is a goal. He played. He played what? Fourteen minutes too. Um, uh, yeah, fifteen minutes actually. Look at look at Joe. Look at Joey V. Well, that's something we talked about too. Is uh, 
him getting possibly more minutes as time goes on here. And I hope that consistently does happen. You know, he pulled a little bit of a Matthew Stafford there getting a, getting a goal in garbage time, but hey, it was nice. And uh, just continues to build his case to stay on the ice. Right. Oh, right. You like that one, Scotty? All right. All right. Oh. Sounds, sounds like somebody. Sounds like somebody. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Insights um, are nice. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it, it was a nice move, though. I mean, I'll be honest. No, it, was, it was a nice move. It, he went right, goalie bit, went left, right around the pad, right around the skate. Nice little move there for Joe. Yeah, and Smith had his first goal of the season. Deserving player. Love Giovanni, man. First the point, dog. I love him. point of the season. He's been healthy a lot lately, yeah. And I it Maybe just, a little fire under him. Yeah, Maybe no, little, a little fire. And no I one, mean, it was like a push-in goal, but like whatever. He put himself in the right place at the right time, crashing that baby, crashing that baby. Get pucks deep. And Nolan said that uh, like five minutes before on Twitter, he's like, "Oh, Smith looks like he has an extra pep in his step today." Then boom, goal. And then he posted Nostradamus photo, and I was yep. like, oh, Nostradamus, no. baby. Miss that. Never forget. Miss that. But yeah, that we was, had we had a comment. I don't remember who it was, but we had a, some. One of the replies says we need a Nostradamus versus the Oracle battle. <laughs> we need to do that. <laughs> we need to set that up. That'd be great. Oh man, I'll fight Nolan anytime, anywhere, baby. You just get you just give me a time and place, You're and like I'll throw down Nolan beyond reached me. advantage on him. You're like uh, exactly, You're yeah, no, huge. yeah, <laughs> no disrespect. I'm a foot taller than him. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> No disrespect at all, but it's true. Oh, man. Somebody, someone's going to tweet at Nolan saying that Scotty's threatening to beat the crap out of him on the podcast. I'm about that. Uh, he knows it. I'm about that. I'm, I'm about that. Let's go, Nolan. Time and place, baby. Nolan, we love you. Even though we you really deleted Nolan. my contact information. Yeah, right. No, he texts me. He's like, he's like, yo, this Correa stuff's got to be riled up. <laughs> like, hell yeah, man. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, that was the two little good moments that happened in the game. Let's stop talking about this game at this point because Let's. it's horrible. We, 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 we saved the good stuff. To Move on. If there's ever been a get right game in the history of get right games, it's this game Saturday in Arizona. Finish off the road trip with a, a win against a team that has two wins on the season. They beat the Seattle Kraken and then they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. Other than that, they're what, 2 10 and two or something like that two thir- two thirteen and two yeah the coyotes are awful besides shane goss despair who's actually been surprisingly really good for them but ghost bear baby you, you gotta you gotta go into arizona and you gotta just thrash them if you ever needed a morale booster game it's the arizona coyotes and then finish off your home your road trip and come back home on wednesday i think against st louis yeah st louis st louis on Wednesday, like you need that win. You need to go to Arizona and just put up a bunch of points on them to get your confidence back. Yeah, I'll be honest. I uh, I I can't. I'm not even going to oracle this one. It still makes me nervous. <laughs> this game, like I know they're horrible, but like like have have you have we watched the last three games? Yeah. Like this like this is. It's it's tough for me to go into any game with too much confidence, given the last three games of Red Wings hockey we've watched. Um, this is absolutely a get right game, though. This this is the one. This is the bounce back game. Circle it on your calendar. Horrible team getting a day off in between. This this should be the game. It but should be. It should. But 
I've also watched the last three nights. <laughs> and you've also watched the Wings lose six to one and three to nothing to the Montreal Canadiens, who are also god awful this season. Yes. So, so I, I'm a little hesitant. I will say though, I can't. I, it's too far out. I can't say for sure. The senses are tingling for Wednesday though. Against St. Louis at home. Well, yeah. their home record is significantly like four better. Four days off in between then. I, I don't know. That one that one's giving me some senses. So I'm I can't say anything yet. We'll come back to it Tuesday. But uh Arizona though, task at hand that the offense is bad, the defense is bad. There's this this is a game you you win. This is a game you win um even if Cider doesn't play. This is a game you should comfortably win. This is a great chance for goalie confidence boost. This is a great chance to to get some people that maybe have had some trouble scoring goals, some some confidence too. This is, in, in all facets of hockey, an opportunity to get back on the horse. Absolutely, and hopefully it will be. Um, that game's obviously going to be on Saturday, and then they come back home to face St. Louis. And then when we come back here in the third segment, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We need a little bit of fun to end the week. We do. But first, got to talk to you guys about Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball and hockey seasons, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new website, updated for the desktop and mobile, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball. NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Down at center. Fimple is back in for Datsu. Back to Fimple. Yes. Okay, Scotty, we talked about the horrible game that was Vegas, and we previewed a little bit of the Arizona Coyotes game, and now we want to have some fun, something that I haven't gotten to do yet uh, as a member of the Lockdown Red Wings, but something that's been a staple, long-running staple of this show for a while. It's time to bring back How Do You Feel About It Friday, and uh, Scotty, I'm new at this, and you're going to have to lead this off for me. Yeah, I got one right off rip. So my friends and I had gotten to a rather heated debate today, uh, as, as men do about really stupid topics. Um, I want you to rank ways – I don't even know how to word it. I want you to rank the three different ways being can, bottle, fountain – what quality of soda is? What's your favorite way to drink soda? Can, bottle, or fountain? And what order are they in? Oh, that's a tough one because... Also, my... soda or pop? Oh, uh, pop. 
So I'm weird and I say soda and I'm from Michigan and everyone always gives me crap for it. You clearly must be adopted from a different region of the country. Dog, like like both both mom and dad born and raised here, their grandparents born. Like I don't know where it comes from. For some reason, I just say soda. You got to get your DNA tested, buddy. I, Dude, I get so much heat for it. I'm sure I'll get heat for it from listen. Like I get so much heat for it all the time. Um, If I were to rank them, it's tough. I want to say fountain number one. And okay. The reason is if I'm going based on my favorite one, which is obviously the McDonald's Coke, because McDonald's Coke is peak. That's totally fair. That yeah. was so, that was one of my friend's arguments too. Totally fair. But it varies so much fast food place to fast food place, restaurant to restaurant. For sure. But just based on the best possible quality, it's got to be the fountain drink because the McDonald's Coke is so good. After fair. that, I would say – now, when we say bottle, we're talking plastic bottle or glass bottle because that makes a difference. So it does make a difference, and I'm very, very, A, happy, B, proud of you that you said that because <laughs> that's what I said because glass bottle for me is number one of, of everything. Okay. And plastic bottle is dead last. Dead last, I think, mm-hmm. out of everything. I agree. Okay. I, so it goes fountain drink, glass bottle, can, and then plastic bottle. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the texture of the thing you're drinking it out of. Like, mouthfeel is a huge thing when it comes to – people underestimate it, but mouthfeel is a huge thing when it comes to consuming a product. And the glass bottle – it's the same with beer. Like, I prefer my beer out of a glass bottle than I – rather than a can because it's just the the feel of it. The Almost the atmosphere creates feels better. And then can just it, I guess, I guess can just above plastic bottle because plastic bottle just it doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste. I right haven't. Correct. I haven't drank a plastic bottle of pop, and I I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I I gen, like like two liters are different, obviously. You know, yeah. whatever. Like bringing it to a party or whatever, but. I genuinely couldn't tell you the last time I drank a a plastic bottle of any soda. Yeah, and the the plastic bottles don't tend to keep as cold as long. I noticed. Like it feels like I get it out of the fridge, and then ten minutes later it's warm, and it's like, well, I don't want to drink a warm pop. I don't live in England. Oh, I know it's beer. They drink warm. Either way. (laughs) (laughs) So my mine was uh, glass bottle, fountain can plastic bottle and my like one one like mcdonald's coke is for for you my one one is mexican coke glass bottle mexican it is oh dude it's unbelievable does that still have i highly highly recommend if you have never tried mexican coke in a glass bottle or just any way you can get it but they usually sell them in glass bottles here it is phenomenal mm. all right scotty mine is you know i'm a little bit of a nerd we haven't really talked a whole lot about it on this program um but it's come back in huge like it's come back into the main media a lot recently because of the new trilogy that came out how do you feel about star wars and if you were to rank them what what trilogies would you rank so I'm just ranking the trilogies. I feel like not that's, each one individually. I feel like that's the shortest method of getting us sure. out of here. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, so 
I, I am, am uh, also, a, 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 my dad is like the biggest sci-fi nerd I know. So I, even though like everything I do is pretty much sports related, I very much all through, all throughout my childhood and growing up and even my adult life, whenever I'm with my dad, still get my, my sci-fi fix in. Very big on Star Wars. Um, it's it's very easy for me. It's not, like it's not even like both of them are so comfortably separated. It's like not even close if we're going whole trilogy. So four through six are one. Seven through nine are two. The prequels are in a landfill. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. Two episode two is genuinely one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's... That is... If I had to rank all nine, two is nine, and there's like 50 feet of crap between two and probably one. And you know what's strange, too? Like, I completely agree with you, first of all. Like, you first... If anyone is out there that doesn't say the original trilogy is one out of those three, you're insane, and you shouldn't be watching movies. Because the original trilogy is by far the best, especially The Empire Strikes Back. That's peak Star Wars. Um... The sequel trilogy, especially episode seven, was good. Eight sucked. Mm-hmm. Nine sucked because eight sucked because Abram, JJ uh, Abrams had to try and fix eight, uh, what eight ruined rather. Uh, and then, like you said, prequel trilogy deserves to be in a landfill because it kind of ruined the sense of mystery that Star Wars had by trying to explain everything with science. And it just, well, that's one reason why it sucked. There's a lot acting, writing, horrible the CG. Acting in the prequels are. Horrible. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Which is also partly to blame on directing and the script because the script is all too. Sand. <laughs> my friend, my buddies and I will say that all the time. Just, sand. Sand. Oh, I I forget where I was going with this. Now at this point, when I started off, like first of all, no, I mean like that's you know that I like there's there's a huge dip like miles of a gap between all, all three of those answers. Like for me, like it's not even really close yeah. to any of them. The, the, there's no chance that the prequels are even close to the most recent three. Well, and then, there's no chance that those are, are even close. To, let me tack this on to the end. Um, how do you feel about the TV shows that have spun off of these movies? The Clone Wars TV show, Rebels, um, The Mandalorian, which everyone loves which they should it's actually a really good show yep mandalorian fantastic clone wars fantastic yeah i was honestly when clone wars started i was like oh it's really kiddie like it's for kids but as it went like one the like the final couple seasons the computer graphics like the cg that they used to create the show looked really really sharp and stellar um and then the story like the fact that it went from an episodic series to more story driven yeah. And like it tied in and retro it, honestly the Clone Wars TV show retroactively made the prequel trilogy so much better because it provided the depth the movies were missing in a lot of ways. Like Absolutely. Ahsoka became went from this really annoying freaking character from the, the Clone Wars movie <laughs> to like the best character in the, the show because of her development throughout the series. Like the Clone Wars Absolutely. TV show is really good. And I, there's obviously tons to say about the Mandalorian. Did not like Rebels. I agree with that. That's why I left it off. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that one was genuinely a kid's show. I mean, it was TVY7. Yes. Absolutely. No, yeah, we're lockstep on all of that. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah. I, I have one more for you. Go for it. How do you feel about Carlos Correa being a Detroit Tiger? I am pumped, man. 
It's not official yet, but when it becomes official, I'm, I I know, man. I'm I'm setting myself up for heartbreak. I, I really am, but I, I'm such a I'm such a hopeless romantic that well, I'm just I'm I'm all in, man. Listen, I'm all in. I'm trying not to look too deeply into some of the stuff, like oh, like oh, he met with Hinge, like every you know they, they meet. With now look deep people, into it. Look but, deep into it. But him following Candelario and Badoo on social media, on Instagram, like that feels like a, why would you do that randomly? Like unless yeah. you're at, You're following two dudes at the same team at the same time. A team that's trying to court you to come into the U. Like, yeah. Hmm. Correa yeah. to Detroit, baby. Dude, Correa to Comerica. I, I was tempted to ask you, how do you feel about it, Friday question about the Tigers. I was like, oh, we talk Tigers all the time at the start of the show. And I was like, and Scotty will go on for 20 minutes about that and we'll end up with an Yeah, you'd episode. have to cut me off. You'd have to cut me <laughs> off for sure. Oh, dude, it, that would be the piece that, like we talked about Eduardo Rodriguez kind of signifying like they're serious about, you know, competing, but getting Carlos Correa, paying him the co- contract he's asking for somewhere in the range of $300, $350 million, that is like the, this team wants to win the division. Like, Holy and it's God. open that yeah. there's the three of the teams suck. Then there's you. And then the White Sox, I hate to break it to everybody. N- not that good. Yeah, they're really good at beating up on bad teams. But they're really they- good at winning like one of the worst divisions of all time. Yeah, and that's, their record against winning Sox teams is horrible. Good. Yeah, that's why they got absolutely trounced by Houston. They lost every game they lost. by lost. They lost by like 10 runs. Yeah. Hey, Robbie Ray on uh, Cy Young. So it's the fifth. Was it the fifth? Cy Young, you winner from the 2014 rotation. Wonderful yes. feeling for us, Detroit. Also, Tigers. six rings in there. Now, there are six different play- pitchers with rings, I believe. I believe. So, the Cy Young winners, Verlander, Scherzer, Price, uh, Ray, and Porcello. So, that's five Cy Young winners in one rotation. And then, uh, all five of those guys, Verlander, Scherzer, Price, Porcello, uh, or no, not Ray yet. So those four have rings. Smiley has a ring, and Anibal has a ring. So six different pitchers that have won World Series, not in a Tigers. Five different pitchers that have won a Cy Young, and we got swept in the first round by a bad. Well, they made the playoffs, but a much inferior Baltimore Orioles team. Yeah, not a good look. Um, if you want to hear right. more about that. Check Scotty out at Lockdown Tigers. I'm sure he's Cheers. been doing lots of uh, rants about that since Robbie Ray on the Cy Young. Uh, so, yes. yeah, that'll do it for us. He's a free here. agent, too. Kind of crazy. This year he's a free agent? He's a free agent right now. Bring you him win in. the Cy Young. Winning. <laughs> there, there's there's uh, no better scenario than literally winning Cy Young when, when on your contract year. That's that's a that's a heck of a heck of a thing for him. Yeah, he's going to put that on his resume and get all the money he wants. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back here with you guys on Monday with a weekend recap. And by weekend recap, I mean recapping the Arizona Coyotes. Hopefully, please be a win. Uh, <laughs> we can't even oracle it. But uh, can't do it. we'll be back with you guys on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. There it is. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.